Oh. Yeah. Great, great, wonderful. No yelling on the bus. <laughs> we clap at least on yeah. the bus. <laughs> yeah, I got, yeah, yeah. I think we've got Damien here. He reminds me that we've got to do that every this time. Is a clap. Ready? Seriously. Three, two, one. Oh, you're always on. Like Blake is always that half, just a half a millisecond behind. Oh, really? Blake's got no rhythm though. Nah, he doesn't. Nah. <laughs> I've got rhythm. Great pitch. No, yeah. no rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> Not even here. <laughs> uh, oh, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Through the magic of editing. Woo! <laughs> Oh god, hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode number 50 of the Board Game Gateway Podcast, season 2 Woo! finale. Wow, half I am, a century. I, wow. uh, half a century. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 oh, my name is Libra and I am your host for today's very special episode and sitting around the table I have three lovely co-hosts and one guest starting on my left. I have co-host <laughs> One <Ralph>. average guest. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Next to Ralph, I have Mr. Damien. Hi, I am not the average guest. Coming around the table, we have co-host Mr. Matt. Feeling very lovely. <laughs> yes, you are. And my lovely guest, my very special wife. She is no sitting average. right there. There she is. My special wife. The person, president of the board. She, she's now officially been on more. She's been on more po- podcasts than she's ever listened to. It's my lovely wife, yeah, Georgie. That's, that's true. That's fair enough. Yeah. She was here this time last year because today is a very special episode. As our season two finale, we are doing our top ten gateway games episode, and this is a very special one. She was here last year where she announced our top 10 games um, and uh, we uh, invited her to do it again and um, it's going to be a very special one. So if you've not listened to this uh, last year's episode, the way that this works is that um, all of the hosts, um, so there are five of us including Mr. Blake who's not present with us here this evening, and we each had to submit 15 games to Georgie. Those were the 15 games that we thought were great gateway games to introduce to the people that gave us a pool of games now georgie that we've played that we've played and so the way that it works so then well how do we figure out what is the best game well we decided so this year um georgie sent out she got rid of all the duplicates and then she sent a google form to all of us and said which of these games have you played and a very specific thing that we had to do this year that we didn't do last year which was we eliminated any games that only two of us had ever played so if you think a great gateway game is you know, whatever, but only two of the hosts had played it, doesn't qualify. We need to have at least three hosts on the table to get to be qualified, okay? Then, from there, we went to the Pub Meeple ranking engine, and through the uh, through scientific means, we each ranked our games, and we then passed that list back to Georgie. Just want to say, like, I did my Pub Meeple ranking, and I was like, no, yeah, I know. really? I know. It's like that. Not it's me. Like... Mark and I went, yep, this is exactly what I expected. <laughs> yeah, there were some really tough decisions because Georgie was sitting behind me whilst I was doing it. She sent the list out and she's sitting there listening to me go, oh, crap. Right? Like, oh my God, I've made the decision. So then once we had our list, we sent those lists to Georgie and then she would put them into this spreadsheet that we that I created. And now we decided to do it gymnastic style. So the gymnastics uh, scoring style is, oh, get off. Get your head out of the gutter over there, Mr. Matt. That's why uh, Georgie's here. Yeah, I know, right. The way that it works is that we decided to take away the top and the bottom rankings of the of uh, the rankings for the board games, and then we averaged up the three that were remaining. Sorry, all I've got going through my head now is just Roy and HD commentary. Yeah. <laughs> the gymnastics, the hello boys. <laughs> exactly like right, that. that's exactly. 
And so from there, we would take the three scores that were remaining, and then we'd average it out, and then that would give us its final rank. I feel like this is getting more complicated. No, it's, it, this is what it's <laughs> going to be from this year. On? It makes a lot of sense. Next year, we're doing the cricket <laughs> style of scoring. <laughs> first game, three times around the block, that gets first place. Far <laughs> out. And then we'll come back on uh, alternating Saturdays and do a sack race. Somehow we have a top ten list. <laughs> yeah. a top ten list. Anyway, so Did you throw the mango over your left shoulder or your right? <laughs> oh, I don't know. All of this, all of this to say that we tried to do it very uh, scientifically and we did it in obviously in a way so that we wouldn't know what it is. Are we but brewing beer? I, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I just just got a, a link and the computer gave well, me things. I'm yeah, like, same. oh, that, that, that. This Mate, is why you come to the board game day for riveting commentary if, such as if things. If I have a bunch of people coming over to a game day or something, what are the top 10 games I'm going to show them? That's hey, what I want to know. Yeah. That, well, well, let's get into it. That's yeah, but good. how do you do that with science? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and no mango, fun allowed apparently. at this table at all. Anyway, we're going to get into it. Gymnastics and so, science, by the so way. So I'd like to introduce to you, if you've never watched the podcast or listened to it with her, this is Georgie. Hello. 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 Welcome. Thank you. Uh, how did, what did you uh, find when you were doing this, getting all of the ranks from us all? Any um, notes before we get started? Yeah. Did you stretch? I've, <laughs> I've, got, I've got fun facts. Uh, fun fact number one is I only talk to three of the podcasters um, via Facebook Messenger. Not, not me. When they <laughs> need me. <laughs> Just I'll talk to you a little bit more. Um, so I, I only message Blake, Damo, and Ralph when it's time to uh, send out the rankings. Yeah, I message out my so I look forward that time to, of year again, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> our annual single conversation thread. Right. Um, I th- you guys would, uh, you guys were far more spread out, and I think you'll be surprised this year. Okay. We had. We had uh, 36 games were voted on. You were. Uh, came back with 27 rankings with the double ups. Mm-hmm. Love that. Four games did not qualify um, due to less than three players playing. What were those games? Those give, us, give us the four games, games that just didn't qualify. were Seven Wonders Architect. Yep. Uh, Jaipur. I have not played Ooh. that. Yep. That's Not a Hat. Yeah, that's, yeah. And Wavelength. Yep. Yeah. Okay. There was even some and games that came wavelength. up like while I was ranking them, and I'm like, I want to play that. I know it's good, but I just yeah. haven't played. Wave- it's, yeah. it's the game where it's like on a scale of zero to one hundred, how hot would uh, Matt consider the chili, the habanero chili? I, think I have played. We have to move the little thing, and then we something like that. It's quite good. No, it's okay. It's quite good. I I remember playing that and then yelling at Mum a lot. Right. Does that sound about right for that game? Yeah, that yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, yeah, that does, does, does that narrow it down? I mean, that's yeah. a lot of our games that we play. <laughs> um, and what is it that we you have? You can't have that word in Scrabble, Mum. Get rid of that. <laughs> what, is okay. it that, what are these envelopes that we have here on the table? Um, so these envelopes are game number five, four, three, and two. Ooh. Um, so I'd like you to pick one envelope, but keep it face down. So you don't know, and you're going to reveal that game. So you get to see it first, but you don't know which number it is until awesome. they turn that. it over. Right. That sounds nice. fun. Damien, okay. which one would you like? We'll start with you. Which one would you like? I will take second from the left. Second from the left. There you go. Ralph, with you. I'll take the one closest to me. One closest yeah. to you. Thank you, sir. Uh, Matt, you can choose. Just you'll take that one? All right. No problems. <laughs> yeah, just want to be fair. No, no, no. Right. We're quite civil. We are quite yeah. civil. All right. We've got oh, our I don't envelopes. want to anymore. Do you want to swap? No. no. All right. Fair enough. We've got our <laughs> envelopes. We've got our uh, we've got our drinks in front of us. That's a cockroach. Let's go, Georgie. <laughs> okay. Let's let's start with number ten. Number this is 10. our number ten gateway game for twenty twenty three. Okay. I've also oh, uh, it's got cue cards. I've got cue cards. Ooh. This year. I don't have a PowerPoint presentation because yeah. every time 
I did something on the PowerPoint present last year, Matt, but this is great for an audio podcast. <laughs> so now, now we've upgraded to video this year, though. Yeah. Well, now I don't have a PowerPoint presentation. Ah, yeah. oh, well. Okay, number If you 10. listened to the podcast or okay. watched the podcast. Or paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Uh, number 10 is uh, just one game, but it's not just one. It is Love Letter. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, look at this. That's look number 10. Look at this. Look at that. Look that's, at that. that's quite the upgrade. Fancy. 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 Love Letter at number 10. Yeah, this is. So, Love Letter is a very small bag game where you've got a, a, a deck of 16 cards and you are trying to bluff each other and be either the last one remaining in the round or have the highest number card. We've yeah. actually got a let's play of this game um, on of the board the, game. The Star Wars version. Yeah, Star yeah. Wars version. That's on our channel. Uh, this is a really good, this is a great game, very portable and very easy to pick up. I think it's a, a great uh, great start to list at number 10. Yeah, know? I taught that to um, my youngest daughter um, last weekend, actually. She Ooh. loved it. Absolutely loved it. So we've now got three kids in the family who play it with me, which is great. And do they all lie to you? All lie to me. But then again, I don't need to put a game in front of them for them to lie to me. It's not really like an overly bluffing game. It's just trying to be the last person in the game or knocking other players yeah. out. And yeah, yeah, and, there's, and there's, there's nothing worse than watching one of your kids put the guard down, which the guard's power says that they can, pick, they can point at a player at the table and try and guess the card they've got in their hand. Mm-hmm. And my kids have this insane ability to just always know what card I've got in my hand. So... Most of my games of Love Letter end before I even get to take a turn. <laughs> well, it's look, great. yeah, I, I really do enjoy this game. It's um, love how quick it is. Yeah. yeah, very quick. You play it in mul- you play the game plays over multiple rounds, so it's the first person to four wins generally. Four, four tokens of affection. Four tokens of affection. That's right. Mm. Yes, I love that. So this will be a good one. We'll love some. We should also mention that every single person, every single game that we will be mentioning here tonight, will actually be available to play at our game day that's yep. coming up on January the thirteenth. So, if any of these games and you're within the uh, Macarthur area here in Sydney and you're thinking some of these games sound real cool, we'll actually have all of these available to play, um, and we're willing and to, to learn and to learn. learn. That's the thing. We'll be willing to teach these games all day. Um, so, you know, yeah. keep an eye, but this one is definitely... Love, love Letter will definitely be one of those. There'll be multiple copies Absolutely. of these definitely. Hi- yeah, Highly recommend it. Like, my whole yeah. family play this. At, we're going to play it Christmas Day, like at yeah. barbecues and stuff. Love like, that. Yeah. It's going to be so good. <laughs> cool. All right, well, a good start to our list. Number 10 is Love Letter. All right, Strong up. opening, I think. Mm. Strong yeah. opening. Well, let's move on to number nine. So there are 13 games in the top 10, just mm. with the way that the ranking came through. Last um, year we had 12, so that's yeah. fine. Uh, and there's only a couple, four. a couple of double ups on their ranks. Oh, okay. Look, uh, it, look, I did do science in high school, and I also did mathematics. But, but you didn't do gymnastics. But I didn't do gymnastics. No. So does yeah, that? That's where you went so wrong. So basically, so <laughs> so, so the top so, ten games. So, the, so ten, 10 can be thirteen for large there, values of ten. Absolutely. Sure. Okay, got it. All right. Hundred percent. And <laughs> I've got fact. something I could say here, but it would really be an X-rated comment. So I'll just hold it back. Um, just before we continue, there's only. Four games uh, in this year's top ten that were in last year's top ten. Ooh. Oh, wow. Okay. So a bit of movement then. So a that new, means that there's new nine new games in the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. It means we're, bro- we're broadening our horizons. Wait, when do I throw the mango? It has to go over your left foot. Wait, hold on. Hold on. What am I doing with this mango then? So this this top ten with thirteen games has nine new games that weren't in because Last year. and four that were and four that were yeah. exactly okay. right. You've at got l- at least I know that nine plus yeah. four is thirteen. Okay, okay. Got that. so no, nine plus four is ten. Thirteen divided by ten. No, that's not work. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number nine. So this next game, number nine, 
Ranking at number nine was last year's game of number two, and it's Crocodile. Oh, that's a big dive. Definitely. Now, I've got to say, I really like. We all love Crocodile, but I will say that this year, I Crocodile went flying down my rankings because yeah, so. I've come, I'll, I've come around on the whole Crocodile is not a board game. I've got to say, like, I have gotten it out pretty recently. Mm. I just lent it to a cousin so we can play it at a game night of his as well, and it's still up there for me to be honest oh, because well, I've managed to get a 93 year old grandmother playing it a yeah, few months ago, great. and I was like, yeah, this is a great gateway game. Um, well, explain yeah. explain to everyone what um, crocodile is very quickly. Give them so the essentially, over, over you're here. you're flicking pucks or discs across a board, and if your opponent has a disc on the board, you have to aim for their one. And the board is kind of like a big dart board that sort of sits down flat on the table, and you're flicking disc across a big piece of wood that like glides across, and like there's little pegs that make it ricochet off. Um, it's just like a really basic game of pool and darts hybrid on a table. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just such a unique game. The pool it has on people to come and play and stay there to play it is what makes it a fantastic gateway game for me. So it may not be a board game, but it brings people into the hobby. Yeah. Look, I really, I like, I, it came flying down my ranks. I think it came in like, honestly, probably close to the low twenties for me of of the rankings but the reason it did is just because in my head i love the game but it's for me not the stepping stone that i would use to introduce a game to someone to board gaming yeah however in saying that at GoobaCon though this was the game that we had your like damien yep. and ralph we had your two boards and we were playing we had a mini competition and it's a lot of fun um and this will also be available at the game day there's going to be a table with just crocodile going on all day so you can come and try this but yeah. i think it's a good icebreaker yes i think because so yeah it is a communal game even if it's only two people playing it's a good one to watch and learn without having to actually get physical with a game you yeah can, and you, you if can... you you're a standoffish person it's still still an enjoyable observation and you can I... learn the game in 30 seconds yeah like the I... rules are here so low we had that as our featured tournament game at GoobaCon this year and like Matt said, it was the icebreaker. It was the one because we had so many different groups of people mm. coming into our house, which isn't huge. So everyone's like, oh, I don't know who you are. But it was, yeah, everyone started to talk and get to know each other because we just randomly assigned pairs to mm. play against each other. And it's it's great for that. Yeah. Also, I want to say like it's also you can play it at four players with teams of two. And uh, the, oh, the dynamic that has, like it's just, it's not as cutthroat as it is at like one-on-one because – you can't really block. Like, there's no place to hide mm. uh, because there's, you're sort of sitting opposite teammates. Mm. And um, it just becomes a much more chill strategic game, uh, uh, which is really cool. I, I, yeah. I do love the like the moment that you flick that first disc and you either sink it in the middle hole or you knock someone's puck out and it goes flying into the wall. It's like, it is that moment of, ooh, yeah, this is good. <laughs> but like, again, like it, a great game. It is very expensive like to get a decent board. That can be one of its, you know, drawbacks. Drawbacks yeah. of trying to get a copy of this, but if you have a Noah person who happens to own a board, you know, I honestly couldn't recommend doing this, playing this one enough. I reckon it's definitely a game that you you play once. <laughs> it's a try. Yeah, it. it's yeah, a you, have to, you have to try it. Yeah, it's great. It it is a great and it's really unique. It All is right. a board game. 
If chess it's called is a, a crocodile board, board. This is a board game. It's called a crocodile. We, we go through this every time uh, crocodile comes up. But you know what, Matt? This is a board game podcast, and it keeps coming up on that's the podcast. Save. <laughs> We're gonna save. This that's for... that's science right there. That's yeah. gymnastics yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I stuck the lead. I'm gonna give. <laughs> I'm gonna give a little bit of a, a sneak peek to the audience if you're listening to season two finale, season three. We've already discussed. Uh, we're gonna be having a board game uh, debates. Or like the judge, like you know, where you're gonna have to go to bat, or like whether a game like. Get feisty. And, yeah. uh, Please, this, can I adjudicate this that? Is all, this is already one of the topics we've already got. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm giving you a little insight to our discussions for season app. three. Nah, mangoes will fly. Mangoes will fly. Absolutely. So get ready for season three. So coming in at number nine, that is Crocodile at number nine. That's Let's it. move on That's to our next right. ranked game, well, Georgie. J- just with that, it was number one for Ralph, number seven for Matt, and then it got right up there: fourteen for Nee, seventeen for Blake, and twenty-five for Damien. Twenty-five. Yeah. All right, I guess that was higher than I thought. I thought mine was in the low. 20s yeah. but apparently it's in the I, only because of the price barrier yeah because the because the it's context for me was gateway games that i could recommend to someone yeah, yeah right. i can't recommend crocodile to someone who's new to the hobby i can't walk up to them and say hey great game by the way 180 bucks yeah Minimum. like Minimum. Um, Minimum love letter less than twenty bucks. Exactly right. Not, well, how's your wallet? That, <laughs> that was my reasoning. <laughs> oh, that's fair enough. Mangoes are expensive. They are. <laughs> expensive. Well, let's move on to our next rate game, shall uh, we? Number eight. I'm glad this got up there um, because I uh, this year, especially our six year old daughter, has been taking a liking to this chaos in the background here, uh, and this is one of the games that she loves playing and actually started playing it last year, and that's Llama. Llama, the game. Number eight, yes. La, 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 la. Well, do you want to, Georgie, seeing as uh, you've played it quite a bit, would you like to try and explain what Llama is to the people? I'm going to put you on the spot. You want to uh, try? I can, I can tag in for you. No, you okay. Right, so you want to, uh, you're going around the table. Uh, you need to put number, um, place numbers in order. So either the number, um, the same number that's on the table or above. Uh, and you go around. I'm not doing a good job. Sorry. And then. Uh, things happen. Uh, so you keep going around. If you can't play a card, you can either decide to uh, put your cards down or pick up. Yep. If you put your cards down, that's what your score sort of is calculated at the end of the round. Keep playing rounds until someone hits 40 points and loses. That's exa- exactly right. So the game Where does the llama come in? So the game. Oh, that's number seven. No, it's certainly <laughs> in the 10. top 13, 10 podcast. <laughs> so yeah. the llama is the reset card. So you go from one to six. And then someone has to play a llama before you can put a one down. That's right. And restart it. And llamas are worth 10 points. So it is a card game. So you each start with seven cards. You can either play a card one through six or the llama. And you can either play the same card, as you said, Georgie, or the card up. And then, but the way that scoring works is that you only score as many points as individual cards. So if I had three ones, it's only one point. But if I had one, two, and a three, it's six points. So sometimes you can either pass out of the round and the round ends in under one of two conditions. Either someone gets rid of their hand or everyone passes. Right. In which case, if you're the last person, everyone's passed out of the round, you can't draw any more cards. You've got to try and get rid of your hand. So sometimes you have that decision of, do I want to actually pass now and cop four points but better than potentially drawing a llama and then having another 10 points in my hand and then and as you said so the the way that the scoring actually is really cool which is that you get tokens whites which are worth one point and a black which is worth 10 points if you completely empty your hand and you win the round that way you are allowed to remove one token from your pile so if you stock yeah so if you stockpile up so if you stockpile up 
you know, and you've got 15 points, five ones and a 10, you're allowed to remove one token, you remove your 10 point token and all of a sudden down you go. Really Once. unfortunate if you have nine white tokens. Very, yeah, very unfortunate. Mm. But yeah, it's a really good game. It's a real, like, so this is one of the games we've talked about on the podcast before and this is actually a game that I taught to my um, auntie who is deaf. Um, and so, you know, it took us a bit of a long time to, you know, she reads lips, so we were able to talk to her and get her to understand it. But she actually was able to play this game with us and understand what was going on and we taught it to her and we actually played played a good round a few games of this with wow. her so that was um, a, a really cool thing so I'm really happy to see that there at number 8 I think it's a, a great it's a, a, so again, Lama it's a, and Love Letter are both new to the top 10 awesome mm. um, I, I was curious why you wrote it down as like an acronym and I was like is it an acronym for mm-hmm. something and it actually is it's a yeah. German acronym which loosely translates to Leave all your minus points aside. Mm. Fun fact. So that is a fun little fact, and it just tied into the theme quite well mm. in the color scheme. Like, yeah, it's a fantastic game. Yeah, cool. that's and cool. I'm gonna say I'm glad this one's going to be taught on our game day because I have not played it. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's really, really good never game. played last. Yeah, that was really that like was it. one that I was surprised to see actually um, that Damien hadn't played this. Yeah, it's it's, it, it's so it's a really was thirty four on his list. I'm we assuming you put it there because you we haven't played it. Never played it. <laughs> yeah, so this is the reason why. Ring also, the bell. This is also the reason why we got rid of the lowest ranking in each of the yeah. games because we assumed that most. If you hadn't played it, we'd at least get rid of one of the yeah the. That was the only game Damien hasn't played. <laughs> yeah, he's probably he's played a lot. Not yeah. true. No, not no, true. There were a couple on that list I hadn't played. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. All right, well, number eight, ranking at number eight, we have Llama. So let's move on to our next rank. Okay, our rank next seven. rank, uh, returning to the top ten. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Last year came in at number nine. This year coming in at number seven at Space Base. Space Base. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Love Space Base. Space Base, I think, was one of the most complicated games on the list, but it at its core, it's just really a dice rolling game. And I think the thing that throws people... So the game itself is a game where we're each trying to create essentially... The best space station. The best sta- space station. And each... You have 12 sectors which represent... Or 11 sectors, each of which represent like a dice roll of two dice. And you can either activate... 12, 12 yeah. <laughs> no, you've got two. It's, oh, no, it is one. Yeah, sorry, it is one. Sorry, it is all 12. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. You've Don't look like space. the ones. Sorry, I'm say, I've lost to the ones it's before. Matt's, yeah. It's Matt's <laughs> number one ranking game. Yeah, but this is Matt's number one ranking game. Yeah. So you have 12 sectors, and you can either activate a, a sector once, if it's seven or up, or you can activate the sectors one through six twice. And you can you buy more cards to create your to create your space station in different ways. Um, they start... Um, there is a whole bunch of different strategies that you can do, um, but the, what makes it really cool is there's no real downtime in this game because you do activate sectors on other people's turns as well. However, you have to buy more sectors to get them ready to go. Matt, this is your number one ranking game. Why was it at the top of the list? Let's start with that. Because I love it. Yeah, that, no, fair enough. <laughs> but why, why do you reckon? Every why, time why? I play it, I play a different strategy just to see what, what happens. It's It's fresh every time. I don't think... Even in all of the games I've played, I've even cycled through all of the cards yet. There's so many different variants that you can have. Um, Why do you reckon it's a good gateway game? I th- look, I think it's a good gateway game. In you, you don't have to have a great skill set to get into it, right? You may not win, but you'll still enjoy the game. And as you said, there's no downtime when you're still playing on other people's turns. Yep. So you're not sitting there waiting for the, the dice to come back to you. You're still participating at every other point of the game. Um 
which means you have to really be on as well when you're playing physically because when you play on the computer, it just calculates your winnings for you. But physically, there's been so many times where I have missed out on points because I just wasn't paying attention and just didn't activate something, which is just because I'm a lazy git, I suppose. But um, yeah, for, for new players, you know, as I said, if you like rolling dice and you like making money... That's really all it is. Make money, get points, roll the dice. Yeah. Moving on. What I love about it is uh, the way I sell it when I show new players is I roll stuff, I roll dice, you get stuff, you roll dice, we all get stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You get stuff together. Dice are rolled and we all get something out of it, you know? Uh, The thing thing that really sold this when we first played it was as you build up a number, you get to build that number's value, like what it returns to you. Yeah. And some of the powers when you flip a card give you stuff like you get that number plus the one next to it yeah and you can build these incredible chains of values beside it which when it when it pays off is it's like winning the lottery yeah and that's what i love i I do love about that which is that it does start to creep into that whole well numbers one through six are not very powerful but they will come up theoretically more than the other numbers but the man that nine to twelve section when they come up, they come up big, and you're like, man, it, it hurts when they don't come up. But when they do, oh my god, you're just like, yes, I love and there's it. Some, there's some, like, there's one card where if you if you if you can activate enough times, you can swap your like your, your twelve sectors with your four sector or something, yeah. right? And if you can activate that, well, it's just it's game over. If you right? do that early or oh. something, it's a whole strategy you have to build around this one or two. Yeah, cards. that's right. We, like, we have, it's, a, right. it's a big risk. Yeah, it takes yeah. a lot of work to get it. There. We have talked about this game, and yeah. the one strategy which I do love is that there's a card called. So each of the cards are supposed to be different ships that are docking at your base, and there's one card called the USS Armstrong, and it is literally a, a says if you can activate this card three times, you it just says you win. Yeah. So it's literally this, if someone buys it, everyone's like, all right, he's on the Armstrong strat. All right, you just like hope. And then so Blake has won this game using that strat. So it's very rare. But, Couldn't uh, believe that he won it. Oh, neither, neither, none of us neither could. Neither Look, I will say, I do think it's one, of the most compl- it's one of the most complicated games just for people to get in because sometimes it can confuse people of like, oh, it's not just my turn, it's your turn and how do things interact. But once they get the iconography, mm. it just, away we go. I'd say it's wrong. definitely in the realm of a board game. Like, uh, it's a gateway game, but it's definitely a board game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, yeah. let's say we play it more now. Like, we play it now just because we know how to play the game. We can get games going really, really fast. And it's like, I will say, you do need to keep someone on top of, like, hey, it's your turn, roll the dice, because sometimes people be like, whose turn is it? Oh, it's yeah. your turn. Oh, but great game. Actually, love it. Summon a 3D print. If, you're, if you have a 3D printer out there and you're in love with this game, Build a little rocket dice tower, and Ooh. that can be you can pass that round to people when it's their That's turn. Cool. That's That'll be good. really cool. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. I like that. That's a good idea. And a double layer board for I was gonna say, life. Yeah. Yeah. Board to hold That's everything. probably more practical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to number six now. Uh, the last rank of uh, the, the first half of the top 10. So, the number six ranking board game naturally has three board games. Oh, of course. Oh, of course, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, three games coming at number yeah. six. So, Here there is five in the top 13. So, it's two. It's like, I only bought one game this six week. Six I miscounted. <laughs> Pi, right? Okay. Pi? So <laughs> 3.14? Um, you've got a one, two, two five, returning five. to the top 10. All right. And one new. One. Ooh. Yep. That would be three. <laughs> Two plus one. Uh, Matt hasn't played one of the three, and Ralph hasn't played one of the three. Oh, okay. But different. But notes. all correct. All bags will be checked. You've got 
Sheriff of Nottingham. Nice. Sushi Go and Ticket to Ride. Oh, I played one of those three today, actually. Well, it wasn't Ticket to Ride because you told me you didn't play that one yet. He played Sushi Go today. Did you? I've actually played all three of those games, so I may have just pressed the wrong button. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Uh, That's all right. Which one haven't I played? I'm gonna say I don't. I think you did an oopsie. I think you did a sheriff. No, you haven't. You haven't played Ticket to Ride. You haven't played All Bags Will Be Checked. I've heard the stories. I've never oh. actually played. Oh. The okay, yeah, that sheriff is what I have. We're actually just going through the airport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll start with Ticket to Ride. So Ticket to Ride is known as one of the uh, Golden Gateway trio of games. Well, it is. Absolutely, it is. It is one of the most well-known board games out there, and um, it is a game of collecting card sets, different colors, to place them down to place different uh, trains to collect routes, and you're trying to yeah. make routes from cities across. The, the base game is across America, um, and no, well, there are different maps. You know what? I've never, ever played a game like that. I, I explain the game like that to people, but invariably because of the people, because of who I play with, yeah. mainly my children, I say, all right, Dad's building a route here. So that immediately means my kids are going to build a route that cuts across it there. Of course. And cuts across it Absolutely. there. Absolutely. they've just gone, well, you're not building it. You're not building that route anymore, are you? It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so Ticket to Ride is a great gateway game. Um, that was on our list last year, wasn't it? It was. It was. Ticket to Ride uh, came in at number eight, so it's moved up. It's the gone ranks. up again, which is yep. good. Yeah, I quite. I've had a game recently of it. I quite like it. It's sim- so simple to teach. It's honestly get cards. Okay, you have three orange cards. Cool. You can means you can put three orange trains or three trains on an orange track mm. down. Like that is pretty much it. And you have a secret mission that says you got to join these cities together together, and you get points. Like it's. Just such a chill vibe. Yeah, we had a number yeah. of games of it at Gubicon. The My twins loved it. They're nine years old. and I can't remember if we taught it to them. I think Robbie knew beforehand, but Anna was new that night. And yeah, they got done straight away. That's so. awesome. It can actually, as you said, Damien, it can actually be a pretty cutthroat game. Because oh, can as, be, yeah. as you start yeah. playing with more pe- people who've actually played it more and more, it's like people just start understanding what routes can actually be done. And they're like, oh, he's going there. I wonder, maybe I'll start yeah. trying to make it more I, difficult for each I w- other. I will say this is where I like Ticket to Ride Europe. More that is on board game arena soon. I have not oh, played. No. I have not played. So Europe, so but. so basically, base ticket to ride is just building routes. Ticket to ride Europe has stations. Yep. And those stations act as kind of like uh, anchor points where if someone does happen to block you off, if you control the station, what you can do, you can join the station and then use their route to, right. con- to basically like, ex- like a little interchange. Yeah. Yeah. Kind right, of, right, yeah. Right. yeah. So it it gives you an out. However, uh, Europe and is, is is a bigger board, so it's a longer game. It's definitely not. It's it's more so for three or four players. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, whereas OG Ticket to Ride is friendlier for two yeah. players, I think. Yep. But regardless, both are really really great games. Yep. Uh, so Sushi Go is a drafting game. Um, probably one of the simplest drafting games out yep. there. Um, it is literally we are at a sushi train and we are just trying to have the best meal. Um, so we do it three rounds where we're eating different sushi. I don't know off. if that's how I'd the, the way it. the way it was. Uh, right. My wife explained it to my nephew today when we played it. She goes, "Right, you're at sushi train. You're trying to get the most expensive meal. Yeah. Whoever spends the I most think, money I think it's wins." Because I mean, if you get <laughs> yeah. to the end of the meal and you think. I need seven puddings. I don't think you've had a good meal at all. Yeah. Well, maybe, it depends. When do, you, when do you want to play the game or play the pudding? Oh. I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> Georgie, yeah, played, Georgie was there for Georgie was there. Georgie I, is on the receiving end of that debate. Yeah. <laughs> I played it today with a couple of new ones because I've got Sushi Go Party and you can mix and match yep. the um the type of sushi you have. We played with the onigiri today, yep. and there's four different types of onigiri, all different shapes. And if you compare all four of them together, you get like 16 points. Yep. You're like, oh, what? Really? It's great. It's a risk because you're like, are they all in the 30 cards yeah. or so you yeah. have? Like, it's just such a. I played yeah, on Wednesday really night and I got stuck just with the pudding because I was like. I just need to match the lowest player. Yeah. And there was only one pudding in the deck. And it came, yeah. I had it at first. And I'm like, I'm not going to start with a pudding. There'll be another one. And nah. there was no yeah. one. Because I think there's only a pudding. couple that come out. If, yeah. uh, they so slowly I, go I lost that less. game because we ended up within six points range of each other. And I was first. And then it was last. Oh, we, we, had a, we had a big oh. argument with George over, like, you know, the person who has the least amount of pudding. And the argument became, I have zero pudding, therefore I'm not in the pudding game. It's like, yes, but zero uh, is still less than one. So it was, do you play the game or the pudding? Do you play the I'm game? I'm not playing the pudding. Yeah, but zero is still less than one. I'm pretty really sure that's in the rule book. If you were collecting puddings, uh, if you're collecting puddings, if you were collecting puddings, this is where I, I, would, I would, the, would never have said it that way. Oh, he no, did. He did. I wouldn't have said it that way. This is where the argument came from. If you are collecting puddings, no. The person with the least, yeah, right. So I'm like, oh well, I'm not collecting. I'm pretty sure the like, that's it how doesn't it say if you are playing puddings, you lose. But so I, know, like, but I actually quite like that. That right? was that was how it was explained <clears> to us. So, so if you're going to be in the race, then okay, and yeah. then you get the six comment, the, then the comment from me came, well, I'm not playing the puddings, yeah. so you have to play the game, not the pudding. <laughs> it was but classic, I think, absolute classic. It was. I think I, I, I think the important the important thing to mention as well is that when you're drafting cards, so you're passing cards around the table and you're taking one at a time, everyone puts one card down yep. at a time and then you flip you reveal it. all at so, the same time. So you can always see what other people are collecting. And that's where the rub in this game yep. comes for me. Because it, it, basically, you could, you could argue that it's a, game, it's a game of luck because it depends what comes your way. But because you can see what other people are going for, and I, I do this all the time to my kids, and, and I, I can see, for instance, that... Shishim, take the sashimi away That's from right, them. yeah. Hold the sashimi. You know, you, you'll be... You, you, you'll see that they're, they're trying to go for three of a kind of a particular card. And again, I've got parties, so it depends what yeah, what, what, what well. group of ingredients we're playing with. And I know very well that, that if they get those three, that's worth a certain number of points, just for fun. You know, I've counted the cards that have come through. I know there's only three in this game. I'll take it. And just to flip it and just to watch their reaction. <laughs> just, 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 my, uh, yeah, classic. my favorite card of Sushi Go Party is the um, the miso soup. Yeah, miso. So if I take a miso soup and someone else does as well, or whoever, however many people played the miso soup, if someone else played it that turn, they will discard their cards and yeah, get nothing no for it. it. But it's worth big points if you yeah, are the only yeah. player to play it. You so. want a miso soup, but only... I am allowed to eat miso soup. At That's this right. Point. Yeah, I will admit. So we've talked again. We've talked about this on the podcast before. But my favorite variant of sushi go is sushi no. That is good too. Whereas you just play the exact same game but lower score wins. Yeah, and it's so good because it's the exact opposite. Whereas like tempura is the worst because you only need two tempura. So you think, well, maybe I'll take one and not grab the second one. And then someone just keeps sending tempura and you're like, <laughs> yes, please don't end on me. Please don't end on me. And it does. And it's like Dem- what I like. Damien mentioned like kind of the hate drafting a little bit. Yep. That's also true of our previous number seven game of space base yeah if you see someone's working to get oh, that yeah. big win like you can get, just sort of sacrifice buying a car just to t- steal it from someone else yeah. as well yeah yeah love that yeah. all right and our final six rank game is sheriff of nottingham this is a game that we actually played on the podcast very recently um and we actually have a let's play of this game uh from our post podcast playthrough which is on the youtube channel at bg uh, at bg gateway on youtube 
Um, this is a basically uh, the card game bullcrap on steroids. It's complete bluffing. And basically, yep. it's just it. It is, but it is one of the best bluffing games because it is so silly. It is so fun. All bags will be checked, no matter what you say. You know, they will be checked. And it is just, Aww. you know, the theme is, it works so well. The theme is so good of, like, Robin Hood, you know, and these merry men stealing cards to, you know, and you bake, you know, bakers trying to steal it past the sheriff. It's great. I love how you can bribe players as well, like, give them cash yeah. so they don't check their bag. So I actually just, I was the sheriff in the last game I played, and I go, all right, you guys give me five bucks. You can put anything in the bag. I won't check it. And I was playing four players. So three players... They all gave me the five dollars, and I was like, "All right, you're you're in the clear." To the second player, I'm like, "You're in the clear." To my brother, I'm like, "No, nah, I'm checking that back." <laughs> Didn't take his bride and dick him so good. I love that. I do love how this game is but like. You can still take the bride. No, no, I had to give. It. I had no, to give it no, back. You can't, no, you can't. No, 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 but I just. If you take the coerced bribe, him into accepted, uh, accepted the bribe. putting I, all this stuff in there. I do also yeah. love just how bad Blake is at this game. It's oh, great. It was He's so, terrible. <laughs> that was hilarious. I mean, it's a great game as well because everyone's getting a little velvet pouch, and your um, your negotiations happen until the bag is popped. Yeah. Like once the bag is popped, and it's such a satisfying. You know, it's like yeah. when that happens, it's like now, like you have to check. But until that happens, anything's on the board. We can talk. Yeah. We can figure it out. Um, because great. in that our in our last game, last round, I could see Blake was struggling. He had no money in front of him. He clearly had a bunch of contraband in his hand. He's put it all in the bag and he's handed it to me with only five bucks bribe. And at this point, people are handing me twenties in bribes, and I've just gone no. <laughs> just, he goes, oh, I didn't even get to the, no. Just, <laughs> just no. Uh, this is a great game. Have you warned everyone that when you play with me this game, you you would just. Get an outrageous accent the whole game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah. part of the fun. All, all yeah, bags absolutely. will be checked. Oh, look, and I wasn't lying. In our, in our playthrough, a bit of a spoiler for the video, I literally said all bags will be checked. And I checked all three of their bags, and all three of them were lying. I said, I literally told you what I was going to do. And you all could have. Anyway, it was just great. You have to play it, Matt. It is. It, we do have to play with it. You can play that the way that there. Maddie responds to any time oh, someone so mentions good. it, right? It she was, has just turned me off. And mm, so she's, good. So good. She's still pissed. It was like, <laughs> like four years ago. <laughs> this is such a good well, so I think we got a bonus having those three games as number six because they're all pretty great. They are really <laughs> great. And we will be having all three of these games at, 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 BG3, at BG3D. Um, so... B3GD, sorry, I always always get those two middle wrong. Uh, but that will be at our game day, so make sure you do come along because, Matt, we will definitely play it then. We'll mm-hmm. get it out, um, and it's great to play. So that's our number six ranked game, Sheriff of Nottingham, Sushi Go, and Ticket to Ride at number three, uh, at number six, the three games. All right, so it's time top for us to, five. to move to the top Six five. games left. What do we do with that? Do we all reveal the envelopes? I'm getting to oh, that. Sorry, jeez. Top five, six games left. Two returning to the top ten. That means four there's games. four new games. Wow. You can now turn We've over your envelope. Year. And We've each had a game year. is worth 1.15. Turn over your envelope and that two. is... Oh, i got number five here. Okay. So, Ralph, you get to reveal and talk about the next game in number five. All right. I'm excited. Oh, what, what new games? I mean, there is a lot of new games. But... That one. Ah, it's one of my favorite ones. Skull. Ah, I love Skull. So Skull for me is very similar of our our actual number one game last year, which was Cockroach Poker. Skull has a similar vibe where it is bluffing, but a strategic bluffing more so than Cockroach Poker. Mm. So essentially every player has four coasters. Um, Three have a flower. uh, One has a skull. Okay. 
Um, and on your turn, you place one of your coasters down, and that could be either your skull or your flower, and it goes around the table until everyone has one coaster down. Then when it's your turn again, you can either place a coaster on top, or you start the bidding, and it's an open bidding. Anyone can bid. So I'll just say the number two. And what you're bidding on is how many um, coasters you can flip over that is not a skull. Okay? If you hit another player's skull, you kind of lose that round and you lose one of your coasters. But if you manage to flip over two flowers or whatever the number is, you get a point. And if you do that twice, you win the entire game. So it's a big bluffing game whether someone you ask like yourself like did Matt put a skull down or did he put a flower down? Yeah. And you're kind of sussing him out and you suss out the rest of the table. Everyone's talking smack and yeah, the, the bluffing in this game is unreal. It, yeah, it, it, it did throw me off at the first time because of the first rule, which is you have to reveal all of your skull your coasters first. That's and that, right. That one always threw me off a little bit. I'm like, so how's the? And then when you when you start playing it, you realize the question is ah. Ralph just bid, but he bid a little low. So is he actually trying to get me to bid right now? Or does he actually have a skull in front of him and I'm just going to sit here? But then you obviously run the risk, as you said, Ralph, which is that if you're correct, you get a point for being correct. In my recent playthroughs of this, I found no one could really read me. <laughs> well, I was so loose. Is, I, I want to say I really have a, I have a lot of um, respect for Skull because... Um, so I went um, on a work trip um, down uh, down to Melbourne uh, a few months back, and there was a group of about seven of us, and we were um, at a bar. We were at a bar, and they were like we had like an hour and a half to kill before dinner. And I said, I, I noticed there was a whole bunch of coasters, and I said, "Do you guys want me to teach you a game?" And they said, "Sure." And so I literally grabbed a whole stack of coasters, and I just asked the ladies at the bar for a pen, and we just drew skulls on one of the coasters each of the pack and then i taught them the game we played the game at the brewery just using actual yeah, it's actual coasters yeah. and they picked it up really quick and we played and then the next night they're like you want to play that game again I'm like absolutely let's play again um and it was really good it's a really simple game it look if you're not big into bluffing it can bounce off of you pretty pretty hard but i've had that happen to me well, we all know i'm great at bluffing no but <laughs> if i see but this is the sort of bluffing though where it's not i don't point at you and go you're obviously the person who's I'm who's the spy. spy yeah you look at the whole table but, you look, but, wolf. but the question is is like oh georgie just bid three do I actually think she can do three? Or, but also, do I think I could do better? Because I'm not just trying to read George, I'm trying to read the entirety of the table at the same time. That's why I enjoy it. But Damo, you really like this game as well. So. I love Skull. Um, the, probably my favorite thing about the game, though, is uh, what happens when you fail to mm. successfully win. Oh, so, yes. So you have to... Uh, one of your um, coasters will randomly get taken away. If that happens to be your Skull, and other people realize that, it, that they they're happy to keep letting you put coasters down because they know you are you, that they can Take safely safe, flip yeah. your coasters. So um, it's it's a really interesting rub. And the other thing as well is that the game's over pretty quickly, even with five or six players, it's over pretty quick. We played this at your fortieth uh, quite a few times. Yeah, yeah. Great. I, I had that happen to me. Um, people thought I lost my skull early because I always placed my flowers until like well, very late in the game. I put that skull back on the table and everyone Love was it. tripping out. <laughs> Love that. That's great. Yeah. Yep. So number five, that is Skull, a great uh, bluffing game, um, and uh, a welcome addition to the list. I'd say year. so. Yeah. Cool. Uh, now I did a switchy because Matt hasn't played number four, so you get to talk about number four. Right. Okay. No problem. Oh, so you're telling me this was fixed? 
It's all rigged. Oh, it's all rigged. Okay, fair no, enough. No, I just I'm know. I'm number two, but it's also. It's just like gymnastics. <laughs> There's eight games in number two as yeah. well. Aha. Uh-huh. This is. Uh, you'll see in a second. In fact, you'll see it right now. Number four is Kank. Kank, Clank, Catacombs. Kank. Yeah. Kank. 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 I haven't played any of the Clanks. Clank. Oh, it's fantastic. Catacombs yeah. is. Uh, now, I said Space Base is probably one of the most complicated ones. Clank Catacombs would probably be the most intimidating for a brand new player. However, it is actually so part of the Clank series. So Clank is a deck building series in which case you are all adventurers who are diving into a uh, essentially into the mountain, into a dragon's Into a den. catacomb. Into a, well, the Clank Catacombs one specifically, but the Clank series is generally your adventurers going down into a dragon's lair. You're trying to steal all of his treasure and get out before... Um, the dragon, yeah, it's pretty much wakes the Hobbit. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Um, except where the word clank comes into it is that one of the things in the game is you uh, obviously are wearing armor and things, so you make noise, like clanking sounds. And so the more noise that you make, you add more cubes into this uh, bag. And when the dragon wakes up, you pour out a certain amount of cubes to say, hey, you know, and he's going to attack that amount of people. So the reason why it's kind of, it also has a bit of a push your luck element to it because you can dive deeper into the mountain to get more expensive treasure but if the dragon wakes up he'll just attack you and then you only have 10 health points so the question is do you keep going for more things to get more treasure to win the game or do you just kind of go no nah, i've gone deep enough i'll loot on the way out and stay alive and be be in it at the end of the game clank catacombs changes the formula a smidge because rather than going deeper into a cave trying to get the treasure, we're exploring a, a series of catacombs, like underneath the, the city. And so the map is not actually visible at the start of the game. One of your big um, things you can do is move. You have movement cards. So you actually make the map as you're playing the game. But the same thing happens. There's a few ghosts and a few monsters trying to kill you. There's always surprises in there. Always yeah. surprises yeah. Of, and different rooms, different dungeon rooms, doing a whole bunch of things. And so the game itself is a very simple uh, deck builder, which is I have I draw six cards and I play those six cards and they give me some movement, some oh. gold, mm-hmm. some attack value, and then I just have to play those cards and try and make the best turn I can out of those cards. And then in deck builder mechanics, you can buy new cards that make you better at moving and or the- better at finding gold the deck building is pretty much dominion um style yeah very much so it's like hey i have five gold that i can spend and i can buy these two cards for a total of five gold they go into my discard pile i shuffle my cards all back together and now i have a bit of a stronger deck and i'm trying to use it the most you're doing that all game long yeah Yeah. it is great clank catacombs i think is the best in the in the series um but we haven't played all the series well i've played out of what we've look played. we have we yeah. haven't played look, yes, really we haven't played yeah. in space and we haven't played acquisitions <laughs> incorporated yeah. so we haven't played the two yeah. big ones but i do think clank is catacombs is better a, a better game than clank original it's 100%. also a bit of a racing game as well because yeah. Yeah. that's the end game condition is that once someone gets back out then the, then there's a clock because at that point the dragon is awake and the dragon attacks on the so instead of the person who's now out of the out of the catacomb in this case taking a turn, the dragon attacks everyone. Just attacks everyone. So it's entirely possible that there's people. So you you have this part in the game where you'll go, okay, um, you can see this person's collected treasure, and maybe they've only gone midway through, or maybe they've just gone in, grabbed the first bit of treasure they found, and then just which what, people have done before run out as a strategy. Um, and so at that point, the dragon just attacks guaranteed once every round and they're and they, they don't just attack for the same amount of uh this the, the, the same amount um what they do as as they attack that's more cubes that are coming out of the bag so 
in very so the, and and they only do that for if I remember right for five rounds. Mm-hmm. So basically, it means that you have five rounds to get out of the catacombs yeah, I think once. Catacombs is a little different yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Once yeah. someone has gotten out. However, if you can make it back to a certain point in the map, you still survive. Mm-hmm. So thematically, someone has come in and dragged you out. You just don't get the bonus points for getting out. Which is a lot of points. Yeah, which is a yeah. lot of points. But still, you still get whatever points you have on you. If you can't get to that point, though, you just finish with zero. And zero points. You're one of the ghosts in the catacombs. In the <laughs> <game>. <laughs> so it was pretty high for um, Blake and Damo. So it was four it's... for Blake and six for Damo. I'm wow. surprised. It, like, personally, like this was in my top ten last week mm-hmm. as well. Um, I really love the gameplay loop. I've played this game a lot of times and... There's so many different like archetypes of decks. Like I feel yeah. like every time I've shown this to someone, and I've shown this to kids that are under ten um, that have a game, and they were like, they finish it, and they're like, oh, I would have made my deck a bit differently now that I understand the cards a bit more. And so they're keen to to try it again. Mm. Um, like they wouldn't dive straight back into a game, but if they see it on another day, they'll be like, yeah, I'm happy to give that a go and really think about all the the cards you're buying and you're excited about what's going to happen in the cave this time. You yeah. Know? I do love That's, how... That was the hook for Space Space for me. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I do love... First, first did a across the board kind of very generic... Yeah, deck. because in the and then you're like, oh, that's, it, that's it, not a smart way. In to do the it. end, in the end, space space is also a deck builder. Yeah, it is. The, yeah. the only difference is that you're not drawing your hand of cards. Is that yeah. you, your deck is always available yeah, to so you? Yeah, uh, and that's what I like about Clank, which is that mm. the reason why it's a great gateway game, I think it deserves to be on this list, is because the start of the game is you have a deck of ten cards, and they are just literally here's some money, some movement. We're and all the same, attack. yeah, all the same. And now it's like, hey, you can now have three points of movement, and you can do this. Where would you like to move? There. Okay. Cool. All right, you want some money? What would you like to buy? Uh, maybe that card? Cool, add it to your deck. And then you start to learn how your how the game works as you play it. I and then everyone's spread. deck becomes different. Like someone might be making a high amount of noise in that cave, but taking really quick turns and trying to get the treasure and jump out really quickly. Would and you then, shut up? But what that also does, <laughs> it creates more cubes in the bag of that player's color to come out later, yeah. which is probably good for the other players to take a bit more time as well because it's less likely they're going to get hurt from the dragon because the other player's cubes are going to come out. Yeah. So like it's a really interesting game and other players can change how you approach it as well so like yeah it's really cool there's a lot of depth here and yeah, i think four eight four eight it is a bigger game but certainly one that very accessible though. very accessible yeah. very easy to do so yeah clank catacombs coming in at number four i'm actually quite surprised to see it that high but also quite happy that it is that i'm high very happy that's there, yeah. yeah well especially as soon as in your top 10 yeah all right let's move on to number three shall we number three demo two Ooh. games two Ooh. games two games one Creeping up from spot nine last year and one new to the top ten. Whoa, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a while. I think I know what the new one might be. Okay, go. Spot it. Ooh. It isn't. Okay. So that's pretty clever. And six nymphed. Ooh. Ooh. Ganshon clever. And six nymphs. Okay. So up from ninth. I will talk about six nip because that is there's actually no I in probably meh. <laughs> that's okay. It's not even a real <laughs> word in English. So I know it's all good. Um, six takes, isn't it? I think I think it's what it is. Already. I think I think that's yeah. the translation. So six nymph is probably the most played game in my collection. I need to replace it because all the cards are faded now. Um, what that game is uh, is so you have you can have up to ten people playing this game. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can. Oh, it's just chaos. Five or six is probably where it's at. 
But what's going to happen, you are going to have four rows of cards in front of you. Those rows um, are ordered. Uh, the, the, the furthest, the card furthest on the right in the row. Um, and what your goal is, is on your turn, everyone places one card face down. And then everyone flips the card at the same time. And then in numerical order, in um, ascending order, everyone puts one card out. The rules for putting the card out is pretty simple. The card has to be higher than the rightmost card in a row in front of you. That's it. Done. But if you place the sixth card in that row, you have to take the whole row. And the goal of the game is to finish with the fewest amount of points. I've not played this. Oh, it's fantastic. Brilliant. We'll play it later. It takes it five is, minutes. It, yeah, it, <laughs> it plays up to 10 players as well. There you go. The other thing you can do is if you are playing, the, if your card is lower than any other card that's in that, that any any other legal spot that you can play, you can pick a row. And why would you do that? Well, maybe you want to just say, "Look, I'm gonna have to take my medicine now. I'd rather take it now when there's very few points out there, as opposed to later when there may be more." Yeah, and that's such um, a satisfying feeling if you can pull that timing off. Yeah, it's really. Good. And and basically, you just keep doing this. You go round and round um, until everyone has played every card in their hand, and that's it. So that, that 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 is six nymphs. It is such a great game. You get dealt that ten cards, and you know you have to play every single one of these ten cards. Yeah. So that's where you start thinking, yeah. "How do I do?" The this? other thing I'll say is that this is the only game that I have bought. I think it's four or five times now, and I've just left it at people's houses. That's cool. So I know my nephew has a copy. I know I've got a cousin that has a copy. Yeah. Um, and one of my sisters has a copy as well now. I'm pretty sure. What I love so, yeah. about it, and it is also one of the moments that can make you go, oh, no, I'm in trouble, is that every time that you think you play a card, because you do it in ascending order, you're like, I'll play that card. Mm. But then all of a sudden, three people ahead of you play the card that goes into the exact space that you wanted it to go, and you're like, oh, no, you yep. take the whole row. And it's one of those games that, I really suck at for some reason. I just, no, really? I, but I really like it. But it's just one of those moments like where you think, yeah, I can definitely play this card right now and I should be safe. And then all of a sudden, nope, I'm completely out. But there are different ways. As you said, Damien, you can play this game and why it makes it a great game is you can play all of your high cards really fast and then clam up that row so that no one can actually play a card above your card. Yeah. So that means yeah, we're all fighting a over a singular row, and then you're trying to play, like, you don't want to play the lowest card because you want to save them for later, but you kind of want to play the mid card. So you could play big cards to just lock up a row and force someone maybe to discard that row at a later date. Yeah. There's so many ways that you can play it. I've and shown, it's, I've a, shown, it's a great. It's, it comes and it's a small box game. Yeah, like it's one. It's just a hundred cards or hundred. I think I've seen it in Dimix it as well. Like, it's one of those games where I've shown a group of players and then it just constantly comes out. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it's a Can great. Can I um, cut on something? Yes, please. I suck at all of these games. Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter how I play them. I yeah. suck at them. This so. is a list of Matt's top top yeah. ten worst yeah. games. Actually, no. Yeah. I I am the 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 gateway board gamer. If if there ever was one, because oh, I know all, I know most you're of these the, games. You're, and I'm still sucking at them. You're, I still love it. You're the average Joe. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You're, you're consistently. I'm average Jim, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Dodging wrenches all over the place. Exactly right. All, all right, right. So let's talk, let's talk about number three. That's on our. Oh, so would you like to? Yeah. Say oh no, about? I was just gonna say. Um, three as well, yeah. That's pretty clever. That's pretty clever as a game I haven't played in a long time. That's, so that's Ganshon clever. Sorry, no, you're, no, sorry, you're both wrong. It's sexy Yahtzee. We've yeah. been through this. This, is, this isn't what we were talking about. Apologies. Sexy Yahtzee won. Sexy Yahtzee won. Yes. 
But essentially, what, what, what you are doing is that you are rolling a fistful of dice, and each dice can go in various pools on your board, and each pool will do something slightly different. Based so on their colour. So ba- you've got ba- the, the blue pool, purple, yellow, red, etc. Yes, et and, and your, your goal is that ba- based on the numbers that you have rolled, you are basically crossing out boxes in these various pools, and... And why are you doing this? Well, for instance, if you're crossing out yellow, you're trying to basically, um, you, you it's it's almost an axis, and you're trying to sort of like, okay, so I want to get this entire row to then get that bonus, and the bonus may be um, anything from getting a fox, and the fox was just a wild sort of value at the end of the game, or you could, or it says it's going to give you a different dice color. Oh, that means I get to cross out a box in, in for, the, for, the, for this color um, section. Oh, hold on, I've done that now. Now I get to cross out. Oh, that gives me a different dice. I'm going to go and cross out all that. And that's where the game really shines is when, yep. you, get the, when you start popping all those combos. The combos, yeah. Matt, I was going to tell you last week, and I didn't get to jump in in time, the reason why I stopped playing the game, nah. I was playing it online. No word of a lie, I was stuck at the lights after leaving Ralph's place after playing Frosthaven recently. And I remembered, oh, yeah, I've, I've got a game of that going. I'll go back to it. The dice came out good while I'm sitting at the lights. Crossed out numbers. I got 308 and that was it. I've never played it again since. I, cra- I cracked 300. Yeah, cracking 300 it. is a thing that's so really good. hard to do. See, this is, a, this is a game that I actually, I introduced this to Georgie in England. We went to, mm. we were in England at, at, my, at my sister-in-law's place. Oh, and oh, th- this was, we, we were, were at my sister-in-law's place in England and we went to a game shop in, the, in, in Winchester and they were, and I was like, this game. I need to show you this game. And she's like, what, what is it? And I, we, we did it. And what's great about this game as well is that you, uh, as a player, you get um, the, the leftovers of yeah. the player's turn. So every time that I take a dice, I have to put every dice that is lower than those dice in a shared pool for the end of it. So every turn I can take up to, I get to take three dice, um, but you may take lower. So like, for example, if you take a six on your first turn and everything is below the six, that's it. That's your turn done and everyone else gets access. So you're really trying to take, hoping for high rolls to get that. Um, But Georgie, you really liked this game. It's so much so that you bought the app and we're playing it on the plane, but it's like, like this is how good is this game? Like, no, I, I really like it. It, um, that and Ticket to Ride both have good phone yeah. Yeah, the app apps. Yeah. 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 Um, so if you enjoy playing the game, you can play it often. Um, we don't play it so much now because I do play it on my phone. Yeah. But I, yeah, no, I, I, I like it. Sexy, sexy Yahtzee pretty much <laughs> sums it up. It's also, um, for anyone out there who's interested in just like playing a game solo. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, that's one of the that's good solo, games. Like solo games. Yeah. 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 I, I like it for that. And Catacombs is also fantastic solo as well. Um, it's got a great story and campaign mm, arc yeah. to it, which will keep you into it. Mm. I also do appreciate that. Um, so Gantron Clever, that's pretty clever in the box has got like, the box doesn't need to be as big as it is. Right. But what they do is they use it in a smart way, which is it's just six dice and a game pad that you yep. use to cross off. But in the, in the box they have a raised section which looks like a little dish which is the idea of that's where you put your dice and it's just that little subtlety of like yes we know we don't need this big but we'll use it in a way so that people it's a little elevated from the rest of the table yeah. people know that those dice are the ones that are available it's a pretty clever it's, box it's, it's, big that's pretty clever <laughs> to me it's I don't know why it kind of <laughs> reminds me of like the price is right where they like unveil a curtain mm. and the car spins around like <laughs> yeah. that's the sort of vibe I've got from yes. that podium of the price it's a know? pair of sixes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing about that's pretty oh, clever that's as well which you can do um, 
um, look, if this is something that you can't find, this is a, a perfect game that you can do like print and play because the sheets yeah. are available for free online. There is the um, uh, there is now two more versions of the game. Third there's, one is about to come out. Yeah, there's, really? there's, there's... You have to have six different coloured dice. Yes, you do have to yeah. have six co- yeah. different coloured dice. So that's the only thing. But, you know... Imagine you, doing it with just six regular <laughs> dice. All yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the red one. That's the blue <laughs> one, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it is a really good game. That's how you got your 308. And both six, six nymphed, six and that's pretty clever, are both very worthy of yeah, number three. I need three. a refresher on that's pretty clever, actually. So I think I'm the average Joe on that one. <laughs> that's yeah. fine. So that's um, the bronze medals. Uh, that's pretty clever, or Gantron clever. You'll see it on the shelves. And six nymphed, or like take six. Or... And Georgie, we need to There's pop, a whole bunch pop of your six nymphed cherry later on. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> For the gymnastics. Yeah. Oh, all right. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> oh. uh, okay, Matt. Number two. Bond number two. It's like Blake don't si- open it. Don't open it. It's what? like it's like Blake sitting right here, yeah. by the way. It's like the, the, what the did you think the mangoes stop. were for? <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. All right, it's number Before one. you open it, oh. I want to hear your guess on the top two. Is there two in here? Nope. Is there only one in here? Yeah. I think this is Star Wars Deck Builder. No. Right. I'm gonna. No. S- my guess is just one. I didn't care Star what you Wars guys wanted. Game, I no, I'm kidding. <laughs> my guess is cockroach poker. So Star Where Wars, just one cockroach poker, and I think it might be decrypto. Ooh. Oh, oh yeah, it could be decrypto. Yeah, 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 oh. I think, so. I think right. it might be decrypto. Well, what do you think? I'm number sure, no, one. Do you want to do a guess for number no, one? You know yet, or next st- round? I'm, I'm going to stick just I one. Think I'm going to go just one. Okay, it's, not, it's not just one. No, let's let's stick with one. this now. Show us number two, Matt. All right, I am What's so happy is in here. Well, let's have a look. What is number two? So happy. Number one's the drama. It is cockroach poker. Oh, because oh, okay. it was yeah. number one last year, but I was would be surprised that it would be number Georgie one again. Georgie loves so, this yeah. game so much. We've got video proof of it. In <laughs> yeah, saying that, though, when when they're uh, you know highlighting the games that I don't like so much, I just am terrible at bluffing. Absolutely we terrible know. at bluffing. Yeah. yeah, that's why I don't like this game. Is it a bad game? Absolutely not. Is it a great you're gateway game? You're not bad game? at bluffing, though. I am. No, you're not. No, no she, yeah. she's only bad at bluffing when the spotlight gets put on and all eyes turn to her. Well, no, no, no. I think in, that, in the game that we're referring to where you shat the bed, I think <laughs> you shat the Sorry, bed what? at the end of it because... You weren't just paying attention, right? And we were like, no, she's going to cop it, right? <laughs> there was this silent thing that went, yeah. You missed it. Of Cockroach Poker or of Spyfall? Which one are we talking <laughs> about? All of them. What are you talking about? I like Spyfall. So we, we used to, you so guys, you, all you guys had your eyes closed during Clock Tower, and I'm looking at George, and she's going, <laughs> 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 Oh, you're, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I don't oh, like yeah. it. <laughs> so, so, Matt, would you like to explain to our audience what is cockroach poker? Oh God! Uh, how do I explain? So, okay, I, we tried to teach this to Jane and and Amy, my uh, my partner and sister in law, the other night, and they they hated it. Right? Hamish and I were like, "Why? Why aren't you getting this? This is a great game. Right? It's really easy." Well, at least we think it's easy. Mate, so, you're not what selling we it as a game. We have, we have, at the moment, I have to be honest. I, th- I, I, I think we picked out. We just picked a really bad moment. That's all. It was just oh, not fair. not a time for bluffing. Jane does not like bluffing games at all. When she has to use her brain to trick someone, she just doesn't. So there's eight different types of insect in the deck. I think there's eight cards on each of the eight. Sixty-four yeah. in total. Yeah. yeah. Eight of eight. Yeah. Um, 
And essentially, you don't want to have three of a single type. Four. Four, yeah. We played three on that when we played because we had more than the, oh, uh, the six yeah. players. We played with Four like of a single, single type of uh, insect in front of you. If, yeah. if you have that, you lose. And that's it, right? There's no like you can have as many mm-hmm. insects in front of you as long as there's not a single four pile. Um, and the way the game is played is <laughs> you simply pass a card to someone else, anyone else on the table, and tell them what it is. If that's a lie or the truth, they have to decide, and then they have to pass it on to another. Well, they can choose to pass it on to another player. So the options that the receiving player has is to accept the lie and make a new lie and pass it on. Call the lie out if it is a lie, and then reveal if it is or isn't. If the lie is proven to be false, so the person who's passed the card told a lie, they get the card back if they're called out. Otherwise, if it's the truth, then the person who did the calling receives the card in front of them. Mm-hmm. The best part of the game is that you can pass it on, even if it is a lie. Mm. You just, if you pick up and a cockroach it though, and it's been told awesome. that it's, it's, a, it's a beetle, and go, yeah, okay, cool. And you put it face down again, pass it to somebody else and say, it's a spider. And that person now, the lie has moved away from the originator of the lie. Yeah, it's now I, somewhere else. I have to respectfully disagree that the best part of this game is actually that you can actually call someone on the truth. Is that in normally True. in any bluffing game, it's just I'm lying. I'm either lying right now you either or and you pass it on or you call me in the lie. Mm. Or what Cockroach Poker does, as I said, is that you can, the third option is you can say, you're actually telling the truth right now. That is a cockroach. And flip the card. And if you're correct, they get the card. So it's like, so someone who, like George, for example, who's bad at lying, she can't even start telling the truth because everyone just goes, yep, that is a cockroach. She's like, no, yeah. it's the worst. Like, she can't even tell the truth and get away with it. So. My favorite way to play this game is dead set. I will pick up the hand. I will look at it once. And I'll put the cards face down in front of me. And, just and I just start handing out cards. Of my turn, I love that. and then, but better yet, you double down on that, and then when someone hands you a card, you don't even look at it; mm. you just pass it on to the well, next see, person. That, see, that's a risky move because we used to. So we play a game called Lie Dice every, um, every year. We have our own mini like championship at my dad's place, and my dad played cockroach poker like Lie Dice, and that's one of the strate- strategies you can do, which is you receive the dice in Lie Dice and you pass it on without looking at it, and you let them play the odds rather than playing Are you lying or not? But in Cockroach Poker, it's a one in eight chance every single time is that card. So, like, if you don't look at it, it's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's still, it's it's still it's fun, fun to play, though. Is, is What's really cool is there's a shift where it just goes from, um, like, just bluffing or telling the truth, yeah, not yeah. really caring, it's carefree. Half, about halfway through the game, you start to realize, <laughs> you start to count oh, cards because you, know <laughs> yeah. you know there's eight of every bug. So you start looking at the table because all the cards are face up mm-hmm. that someone has collected and you're like, okay, there's four stink bugs on the table. I'm holding two of them. So it means what's the likelihood the card that was just passed to me is the one of the last two remaining stink bugs? And you start thinking like that and you're like, I can't afford to take a stink bug yeah. right now. Um, and what's really cool is if you get a card, you can look at it and pass it to someone else. But if you're the last player at the table, you can't look at that card. You have to make a judgment call. Yeah. So it's awesome in a situation where you get a card and someone says, that's a cockroach. You look at it, it's not. And you're like, give it to the next player. That's a cockroach. And everyone says, that's a cockroach. Until the la- gets the last player and you're like, 
there has to be a cockroach it has surely to be, right. but it wasn't and you're just like what just happened I think that's what we did to you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was I, the, the thing is that thing is that it does also become and one and of the, it becomes one of the meanest but it wasn't a cockroach it was a scorpion yeah. and it was Ralph because there's only one loser and everyone else yeah. wins yeah. yeah and I don't uh, hold uh, it against yeah. him and, and three and years we, later and we do need to we do need to stress that that's probably one of the funniest parts of this game which is that yeah. you say to people there's no winners just one loser and everyone's like what only game this was the only game that was in all five of your top ten. Yeah. Actually, Georgie, yeah, I think sense. this is the reason we only message each other once a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I block you for yeah. the other three. Yeah. Well, days. look, and so that means Cockroach Poker was our number one rated game last year. So it, we still rate it really highly, but that means that really the game there, has yeah. overtaken it. And so... It's got eight mm. legs. Must be Cards Against Humanity, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Classic. I can't wait for that debate. Isle Monopoly. Of, Monopoly. Isle, no, it's Isle of Cats. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I have not played Isle, Isle of Cats. cats I don't get it. Great. Never mind. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, okay. let's, let us see. Let's reveal our number one game, our top gateway game for 2023. Uh, we, no, not yet. Not yet. I, I want to know your guess. The crypto. The crypto, Ralph. Oh, it's tough because the crypto is great, and I know it's it's sort of had a resurgence in our in our groups. Um, but I don't know if it's the number one. To be honest, like I'll I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think it's either the crypto or just one, but I think it's the crypto. I I'm gonna have to go to crypto because nothing else comes to mind. <sighs> For me, it's either the crypto or Carcassonne, but I don't know what you guys would have because Matt. No, would, it's not Carcassonne. No. It's, it's probably the crypto. It's probably the crypto then, because if Matt well, if Matt didn't do it, if, well, if you didn't make it really high, we are you've got no confidence, then I must. I'm we are kind of deducing what it is. Is there anyone? Yeah, it's the crypto. Yes, great, yeah. great. The crypto fell down was, my list yeah. this year. It actually, it actually was not on the top ten at all last year. It actually year. rose up my the Carcassonne raised rose up my list this year. That's why I was I actually was my number one gateway game I actually think. But Decrypto I do think is a you know a valid fantastic uh, gateway. Game. Look, this yeah. is a game. So Decrypto is a team based word guessing game. We've talked and raved about it on the podcast before. It is a game in which you are trying to uh, get your team to guess a three-digit code. You have four words in front of you. Each word is relating to a number one, two, three, or four. And the words never change. Yeah, the words never change throughout the game. So, for example, I need to get my team to guess the code 214. So I need to give them three one-word clues that that associate with two, one, and four. And so I can just say, you know, three word associations and my team guesses it. Great. The other team then on their first round does the exact same thing. They pick up their own code. We can't see what their co- what their words are, but the clue giver will give them their uh, word association. They guess it. Great. Moving on to the second round, and this is where the game really takes its turn, which where is where the game starts for me. Which really? is where the game starts is in round two, which is from round two, I then have another three. Uh, the new clue giver gives out a new three code, so four three two for example, and they give out their word association. Before your team gets a guess, the other team has their guess first to try and intercept the code. And this is where the game is, which is you're trying to be sneaky about guessing, giving your team clues, word associations, but if it's very similar to your last clue, then the other team will start going, oh, they said cloud and they also said sky. Oh, those are kind of similar. Maybe that's the same number. Like maybe they were, like you don't have to try guessing the other team's word, but if the word was plain and they use cloud, and they use sky, and the next one they use blue, you're like, oh, maybe 
You don't Maybe. even you don't even know what air that the word is airplane, but you know that they're all kind of very similar. Yeah. And so the game ends when one of two things happen: either your team successfully guesses or intercepts the other team's uh, code twice, or your team unsuccessfully guesses your own code twice, and that's the real big twist, which is the miscommunication. The miscommunication mm. because I need to be smart enough to make sure that the other team doesn't guess the code. But if I am at too smart, and my own team goes, "What the hell was that?" All of a sudden, you're like, "But I didn't want them." Like I'd made three steps to get to you know, all like we've got funny stories. Like you should go check out the episode of our podcast. Uh, it was actually Goobicon, the Goobicon episode <laughs> where we talked about it, Jats. Um, <laughs> um, so we're in the Goobicon episode, we talk about this game at length. I highly recommend you go check it out. But guys, I mean, I think there's no. I, I think honestly, given how much we've played this game, and um, I, I just recently took it to MacArthur Board Gamers event and yeah. introduced it to a whole bunch of new people, and again had a great time with it. Yeah, the crypto yeah. for me is one of the best big play games mm-hmm. that still is well and truly a board game and not a party game. Yeah. Right. So yeah, there's, yeah, a, there's enough, there's yep, enough guts to it and strategy, yeah. but you can still get enough people involved. It's not too intimidating. Well, it's not intimidating Actually, at all, really like that. And Hughes and Cues is a great, like big, yeah, there's a lot of games. It's a vibe. Are, <laughs> yeah. It's there's, a vibe. There's, there's a lot of games here that say up to 10 or up to eight, but, are hectic whereas this really works and doesn't go into that party game territory yeah no i think that's a good point mm. there's a number of games that also get washed out with eight players yeah this doesn't get washed out no it's yeah. still a stronger in fact it's, it's a good probably better vibe, with yeah. eight because should... you've got a lot more argument going yeah on. I'll, I'll i'll say like four this, players is good but eight players is this, really rocking this game is the game that we'll play now and in, like instead of let's say taboo or something like yeah. that or code so, words yeah, instead of code words yeah so, so, for, like so like yeah. for instance uh, Christmas Eve I'll, we'll, we typically get together a big, big family group we will always play a game yeah. and historically it would be a game like taboo the biggest issue I have with, with taboo as much as it is fun is that there's a huge amount of downtime so when we play as a big, as a big group if someone if the moment you've had your turn, you could be could be fifteen minutes. You're back to sitting on the yeah, couch you're just yeah. just waiting. All right. Mm. Whereas with the crypto, because it's team based, yeah. and I pre- appreciate it's a different game, but conceptually, if you can play taboo, you can play to crypto. Mm. Um, and even if you don't want to be on the team, you can still kind of just watch from the sidelines, and Good it's still a ton of fun, and it's still funny to watch. Oh, it's well. great yeah. watching. Oh, I've yeah. found that I think I really enjoy this game as as you said, Matt, at eight, because you know, you take one turn of being the clue giver and then it goes through the rest of the team. By the time that it comes back to you, you're in the crunch time you'll of this. Be, you'll be giving of, out of the game. You're like, clue, and people yeah. are like, literally. Yeah. But what I really love about like you said, Damo, is this, uh, it is a game that is a good spectator game. You can watch it, but I also find that this game is also one of those ones that I've now realized you can do a rolling teach of. You mm-hmm. can just give the clue to the clue giver and say, give me three one-word associations to get me to guess those clues. And don't tell them anything about what's going to happen in round two. I think that's genius, Nee, because that is the way to teach this game. Mm. So I've recently shown this to two different groups, mm. and they're most of them were non-board gamers, right? So that's why I kind of voted this as well as to yep. be a gateway game, is because that rolling teach works. Yeah, and the fact they were like, I've tried to teach them the full game straight up, and then 
round you're playing round one they're like i don't quite get it and then round two sort of starts i'm like why am i trying guess guess their code i don't mm. understand what we're doing and then round three they starts to kick in gear like so i kind of had they had to trust me i had to go stick with it this is a great game you're gonna love it it was like weirdo you know at the bus station yeah, you know yeah. you're gonna love yeah. this one like like uh, <laughs> that's that's what it felt like that's what it felt like but the um like sexy yahtzee you want to play some sexy yahtzee i've never seen that guy at the bus, bus station yeah, <laughs> like you know open the coat want to watch i was gonna say that's exactly what i was gonna say like are you going to family gatherings wearing a trench coat again not at all but the point is Round three, they got the game and were right into it and absolutely yeah. loved it. So I think the way to teach this game is that rolling teach. Yeah, and I do find that when you do the rolling teach of this game, all of a sudden it immediately clicks on round two. Yep. Because yeah. you can say, okay, now, you know, Ralph gave his clue the first time. You say, Matt, you're now going to give the clue this time. Except, however, Damien, you're on the other team. You get to have the first guess of it. Oh, but what happens if I guess it? You've successfully intercepted the code and you're halfway to winning the yeah. game. Do and it so again, then, you win, you're and so then, then the inevitable yeah. follow-up question is, so what kind of clues do I give them? And I go, something that's similar enough but not the same as what Ralph just gave. And all of a sudden, everyone just goes, oh. And then you go, and then you then you lay on the final part of the piece, which is, but also, if your team fails to guess twice, you lose the game. And everyone goes, yeah. <gasps> That's oh, such no. a tight margin. So this well. I know, I know. Because as soon as you lose one, yeah. you're like, oh no, guys, we can't yeah. do this again. This and game course, just makes you feel smart. Yeah. If you can get uh, a clue. Or dumb. No. Really, really no. dumb. You I did play, it. When you get it, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. when you get it. When, when you don't get it, you're like, But obviously, similar to like code words, there are some very similar words in in, in oh yeah there. we had surgeon so and laboratory the, and you're like that's oh, where man. the challenge comes <laughs> in is trying to yeah not be too obscure or not too generic so or, that people or just having me on your team oh, shut yeah. up. realizing that then is like well well we've got well, the handicap anyway uh, no i will say as well that this game as well um it does we play with a, a, a house rule which i really love which is look if your team loses you get one Hail Mary shot to guess all four of the opponent's words. And if you can guess all four of the words, you're just going to win because that means you were close. They were, you know, maybe you guys were, it's just one of those moments of like trying to look at all of their clues and go, wait a minute. I think I know what the word is. And the, when you guess that word, you're like, I know that's exactly what the word is. It's one of the most, it's such a great, so that's, great that's a house rule. And we, at my house, we just sort of play that anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily for win. But what I do like about this game as well, if word number three is so obvious and you know the other team has it, you're like, well, the jig is up. Let's just don't worry about that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know? I, I will say this is also a great icebreaker game as well. So yeah. we played this at MacArthur Board Gamers and we played uh, with four of us um, and um, we split the teams up so that it was all four, like four of us were on two, on two teams of two, but we didn't really know each other. Mm. So it meant that you couldn't really be too... Because there's no inside jokes yeah, you could, allowed. Well, yeah. so that's the, the, that's one, one thing that yeah. can make well, it... Well, one of the rules of the game is that you can never do uh, something that isn't public knowledge. You have to do something that everyone could know if they do know, right? But so, still, like, I did a Seinfeld quote in my one and people thought, oh, no, that's... No, that's you fine. You can't do that. You, I'm you, like, well, the show's been out for a long you time. Could, <laughs> you, you could, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. but, but, too, what, too recent a reference, But, but what man. we found, though, was that it meant that you had this bit of an icebreaker because you had to kind of think... 
well, I have to think in general terms and I get to know this person. Would they know this or would they not know yeah. that, et cetera? Yeah. Um, yeah, Decrypto, it is a great game. Fantastic. It's It is still available. Um, I literally was at Zing the other day and saw it. Um, you generally find the, I believe it's the 10th anniversary edition. It's in a black box at the moment. I believe it's the one that's available that around the place. That is tempting to buy, to be honest. It is yeah. really highly recommended. It's like 35 bucks. It's such a good game. It's yeah. How long has it been in your collection? A good, uh, a good seven, seven, yeah. eight years now. It's been in oh, it for really? a while. I've had it for a couple. Of years. Interesting that's only yeah. just come come to the top ten. Like, yeah, I think as well. I did talk about this in the podcast that the game fell out. I it fell out of playing, but then I got it out at Goobicon at like, and I went, "Why am I not playing got- this more?" And then we did, we just started playing it again. I think yeah. it's because the collection grew exponentially really quickly, mm. right? So it was new games and new, and this is exciting, and this, is, and it was because it's a, it's not an old game. But in the collection, it was an old game, we, right? We didn't go back to them. We got Trap Words as well yeah. after Decrypto, which is similar but different. So that was like the newer game. So yeah. that was getting played. And then it was kind of... We Code kind words, of went away Trap Words, the, Decrypto. The word games. But yeah, Goobicon this year, it came right yeah. back. And I, I think as well, like, uh, you know, if you listen to the top 10, it's my number four ranked game of all time at the moment. And I do truly believe it should be up there. And... Mm. Um, I do think it does have it can be a little bit hard to teach some people can just not understand it but if you can get the teach right and as soon as it clicks everyone just loves this game so, so it came in at number one for Nee and Damo number two for Blake number four for Matt and number 19 for Ralph Boo. but it was, like it was enough to get there with the science and, and the here gymnastics come the and the <laughs> I really like the crypto, so clearly not. It just, means <laughs> it's really just not as a gateway I have to game. Review my list. I kind of did it while watching Despicable Me the other night. So. I think I think the I like two you, that you said you best. haven't played, you actually have played, but that's fine. All right, so let's go through this list one more time. Starting at number ten, we have Love Letter. Number nine, we have Crocodile. Number eight, Llama, the card game. Number seven, we have Space Base. Number six, we have a three-way tie between Sheriff of Nottingham, Sushi Go, and Ticket to Ride. At number five, we have Skull. Number four, we have Clank Catacombs. At number three, we have a shared bronze medal between That's Pretty Clever or Ganshon Clever and Six Nymphed. Number two was last year's number one, which is Cockroach Poker. And the new king of the gateway games is Decrypto. A pretty solid list there, I'm very, gentlemen. I'm and, very proud uh, of that and list. And lovely Georgie, yep. I would say. Yeah, I think I'm really pl- proud pretty of that solid. list too. I'm lovely now. All right. So <laughs> as a reminder, as we have been talking through this game, that all these games we think are great and they will also all be available to play at our game day, which is coming up in less than uh, three weeks from now, actually. Three and yeah. a half weeks. Uh, the 13th of January at the Camelltown Catholic Club. Uh, we are basically, we've hired a room and we are going to be holding uh, the day from 10 o'clock in the morning all the way through till 11 p.m. at night. We've got um, all of these uh, gateway games will be available to play. So if you want to play any of them, you literally just got to get a ticket. They're $15 for the whole day. Um, you come up to any of us on the day and you'll be able to say, hey, I'd like to play this game and we will gladly teach you any of these games. There'll also be a collection of bigger games if you want to try, uh, dip your toes into some of the bigger games in the collections that are uh, there. Um, and we also will be doing Blood on the Clock Tower in the evening. So we've got some uh, fun events there. But um, guys, any uh, and uh, lovely Georgie, any last thoughts on this list before we round out this podcast? I'll say um, number nine, Crocodile has the best rule in any board game. One butt cheek must always remain in a seat. 
Greatest yeah, rule in absolutely. the game. Chair and stuff too. Yeah. All butt cheeks will be checked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. That's not right. It's a different podcast that he's going to be about. Ralph, any, tomorrow. Any, last, uh, any, uh, anything about the game day that you want to bring up or anything, <laughs> any last comments before we wrap this one up? Just on a list, I'm pretty proud of this. I'm, I'm very confident in it that I can show any board gamer these games in front of me and have them roped in and absolutely hooked on the gameplay mechanic. I'm really happy Cockroach Poker is still very much up there for mm-hmm. all of us, evidently. Me too. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, Enter Crypto really deserves to be there. I've had such a great time with that over the last year. Yeah, Matt, what about you? Any, any final comments? Any? Nah, I second all of that. He seconds all of that. I will yeah. say as well that, um, uh, Georgie, I will we'll come to you to, to wrap this up. I will say that a lot of these games here is... Um, uh, Ralph, you just touched on it. These are games that not only do I think that you could put to a person to bring them into the hobby of board gaming, I think a lot of them are games that you could play with seasoned board gamers and they would love playing these and games. And really, as any well. age group as well will yeah. get right into it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, um, yeah, it's great. So, Georgie, any um, final words from you before we sign off? Is there anything you would like to add? As the special guest of the I mean, evening. there's not, but is there pressure for me to say something? Yeah. <laughs> no. no. Well, you just said it. You just I said just seconded it. this thing. So yeah. Yeah. yeah well, third. Third of it. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> what? Oh, no. Nothing. No, I, I like that there's a, a huge range of different games here. Stuff that is... Uh, someone made the comment, like, you feel smart when you play that because you can actually build a strategy. I think it was Space Base. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not... A, bright crayon in the box by any means but i i enjoy all of these games bar one uh <laughs> i haven't played a couple of them to be honest but there's such a wide different range here of all different strategies and finger sports and whatever so finger sports. that's what Cor- Cor- is. Cor- finger sports, finger sports. <laughs> um, he's not touching that one gymnastics <laughs> well uh, Georgie, you may not be the self-proclaimed brightest pen or crayon in the box, but you are certainly the most sparkly. Crown. crown. Oh, crown. Crown. You said crown in the box. I thought yeah. she said crayon. Who has a crown full of... I mean, a box full of crowns. I thought she has a box queen. full of crayons. Crayon. Probably the queen. Why does she have a box of them? Like just a moving box full of crowns? She does know. now. But you <laughs> 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 Too soon? Uh, no. uh, <laughs> all right, well, Georgie... Uh, miss jo- look, yeah. this... This list could not have happened, though, without the help of Georgie. She did a lot of uh, the admin work in the back end. She uh, did, uh, like, we sent her the lists. We She had to keep it secret from us. Um, and I like that bit. Yeah, you also... <laughs> and yet just, you don't like cockroach poker. Like, no. it just doesn't that help. No. <laughs> um, so uh, on behalf of all of us here, um, we look forward to next year when we get you on again um, mm. to do this again because... <laughs> <laughs> Matt passing her the the, uh, the plastic bottle of celebration shot. Uh, but also, so once again, guys, this is the final plug. If you would like to come and meet us all and come and join us for a game, uh, a day of gaming and frivolity, we will be hosting that game day, the board game gateways, game day b three gd dot com. Uh, forward slash tickets where you can go through we need a better acronym yeah we do yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to b3gd2024.com forward slash tickets come play games with us yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. $15 a ticket um, yeah. please <laughs> <laughs> we need to try this we need people, we need people kids 
kids welcome too. Kids yes. are welcome. Yeah. This is this is designed as a family friendly, school holiday friendly event. So if you're listening to this and you're going, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'd like to go learn some new games or bring a collection of my own games and see if I can get people to play it. You will find no shortage. Yeah, of if you people have games at home and you haven't played it and you want to play it, like bring it. Bring it. Absolutely. That's that's the point of the day. Anyway, and so on congratulations behalf- all of you actually for hitting fifty podcasts because oh, that's so awesome. Much. So well done, guys. Solid effort. Yeah, fifty is a um, huge. Number. It's yeah. huge. Absolutely huge. And it's it's decent. I've heard. Um, <laughs> you, you get to listen to the, you get to listen to the you get to listen to the live. Recording I I every, listen every live. Week. See, yeah. that's the thing. And you guys are, yeah. have a great product. And congratulations. Thank you so Thank much. You. And so, I look forward to receiving the annual text message from you, Ralph, next year. Not a problem. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, and you're more than welcome. I'm looking forward and to our next season. Eh? Yeah, me too. Look, yeah. and whilst we're Whilst you're thanking people, obviously we've just thanked Georgie, but I need to thank you, the viewer slash listener, for tuning in to what is currently our 50 episodes of the podcast and the end of season two. Without, we did this as a bit of fun, but we do know and realize that we do have some very, um, we actually have listeners um, internationally, France, South Africa, America. Um, we they are around, so we do see you. Um, I just look, met me on the VPN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, we would like to big, do a big shout out to you and everyone who is listening. Um, we do invite you to come and join our Discord, join our Facebook community, and also check out our YouTube channel at BG Gateway. We do have a lot of exciting things planned for season three for next year. We are going to be taking a bit of a break. We're going to be not coming back until about February at some point. We want to take about two months to actually rest, recuperate, and actually play some more games. Um, so we come back with fresh ideas, fresh takes, and uh, to talk about board games. And a fresh review of our game day as well. Yeah. Exactly, fresh yeah. review of the board game day. But we do have, as I mentioned, we do have a sneak peek of some new segments that we want to try out next year. Maybe try something different other than just talking about the games that we've played, but maybe come up with some fun segments instead. So look out for that. So on behalf of myself, Ralph, Damien, Matt, and Blake, who is absent today, and also Georgie, who is here, thank you so very much. We'd like to thank you for listening to Season 2. We'll see you in Season 3 in 2024. Bye for now. Take care, mate. Ciao. Ragged.